Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Both of the National League Divisional Series are tied up at one game apiece. How about that? Let's talk all about them. Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. We got Trevor in the middle and producer BBD in the bottom of your screen. We're all wearing green, which might have been on purpose, but was definitely an accident. Three different shades of green on the screen besides BBD, who is in our best-selling item. Mm. You know that, Trev? Beavers? The tie-dye hoodie is our best-selling item. Also, I went to Thanksgiving. I went to my sister's wedding. And all my aunts and uncles were wearing it or requesting I give them a discount for it because it's getting cold again. And that is the warmest, heaviest hoodie ever. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. awesome if, you, if you're trying to not jack it, but you yeah. want more than like if a traditional not, hoodie. Yeah, if it's not going to rain, but it's going to be cold and you don't want to wear like a hoodie and a jacket, you can get away with just that. It's beautiful. This episode and everything we're doing in the playoffs brought to you by SeatGeek. Code JOMBOYPLAYOFFS will get you 10% off a ticket of your choice. You don't have to have used, you can already have used your account and bought tickets. You can use it twice. You can use it, go to as many games as you want. JOMBOYPLAYOFFS is the code, 10% off. Jake, let's get right into the Philly Braves. Game number two, three-hour rain delay, but they got it in. And can you let me know what happened in a burning fashion? (laughs) After a three-hour rain delay, it's wheels up in Atlanta as Zach and the Phillies would try to see if Kyle is the right man for the Braves to even the series at one apiece. Quick first innings got both starting pitchers on track. So many zeros on the scoreboard, it looks like Ian Happ's next contract. We're scoreless through five until Ronnie gets hit by the pitch. Dan's Bay walks her home late night, but Matt Olson dates my daughter. RBI single greases off Reese's glove. Young thick with the rip, about a 25-foot infield single, and you darn know the Braves weren't gonna go down two games to nothing. Kyle Wright shoves. Dansby and Riley with incredible catches, and the Braves' pen is gross as they take game two. Three, nothing, final. High and tight. Great job by Ian Happ to get all those um, zeros on his next contract. Believable. How many How many zeros? Eight at least. Eight. That would be through four innings. I threw in another. Get through the fifth. Why not? Oh, okay. The Trev, business, man. how are you feeling about this game? Or the series? What you got? I, I love the series. Um you know, this was a game the Phillies, you know, you're hoping to get. You have Wheeler on the mound, but you got Kyle Wright, dude. Like, the offense didn't show up, or Kyle Wright just kind of shoved. They brought the A-plus bullpen in. Everyone looked good. I thought the Braves just played a real complete game here. And it's not like they swung the bats great. I mean, the inning against Wheeler, it was a couple free passes. Um, you know, he hits – uh, Acuna, and that looked really scary, man. He stayed down on the ground for quite some time. Ended up playing after the game. He said, I already missed one postseason. Don't want to miss another. That's going to be interesting to see, though, how he responds. Uh, the off day is probably good for him, but, man, it's going to be achy. Um, then I, I believe it was Dansby Walk. And then just some – this was the John Smolton. And put the ball in play, mm. and good things happen, people. Unless you have the Braves' left side of the infield. That's kind Unless of the- you, yeah, exactly. Unless you hit it at somebody and then they make the play and you're out. But these didn't happen that way. The ball sneaks under Reese's glove. I don't love the way he approached it. Kind of went down on the ground for it. Um, essentially letting the ball play him. It's a tough play. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but he's got to make that play. I'm sure he said the same thing. And then you get Austin Riley, man. Swinging bunt, nothing you can do. Wheeler was like, I think he asked Boehm. Is that, is that one going to go foul? And Bum's like, no, nah, bro, nothing you could do. 
55 I mean, miles per hour happens. exit velo. And then Darno just, you know, he kind of gets fooled by the slider, but recognizes it early enough. He's got the butt out kind of swing, mm. but the path is the path is just long enough. That's what they always mm. say about Jake. Just long enough. Path to God is short and narrow. Jake Knock has that tattooed on his wiener. Look at some of those John toys. Smoltz was fired up. Look at some of those toys the girls use. They're not all massive. Um I uh for me, I, I do think for Smoltz and A-Rod, you know, the the guys that <laughs> Smoltz and A-Rod, the guys that love, you know, the bad baseball players more than the good ones, it seems, comes the postseason, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> I will say, to hit the ball out of the park in Atlanta, uh, you had to turn on it down the line and hope it got there because Ozuna thought he got one. Well, we saw a couple couple fellas that thought they hit homers. Michael Harris, deuce, thought he got a hold of one. Harper hits one to the track. <laughs> the ball wasn't getting out. I don't know if there's some some of our weather geeks, if Trout wants to call in. And and say you know about the the high pr- the low pressure after a storm comes through and the ball doesn't travel as well. So someone was gonna have to put a rally together. And yeah, it's it, it is tough in hindsight that if Reeser makes that play, which wasn't easy, but uh, he said he should have made it. And I you know Matt Olson on the other side, I I think he probably makes that play. Um, you know Philly's defense, which had come up to the task, uh, it ends up letting them down, and it's. Also, uh, baseball happens fast, man. Zach Wheeler's got two outs. Um, I think he was like seven pitches in that inning, and then that inside fastball clips Ronnie on the arm. A little bit of a delay as they check on him, make sure he's okay. I don't think it was funny business on Atlanta. He got he got hit in, in a not great place, so they were checking that out. Um, and then Dan's Bay draws a big walk. He's the guy who's you know, in those big spots in the Mets series, he was the problem. Peter Moylan on Baseball Today, go listen to Trevin Rosie there, said that that's the guy he wants up in their World Series moment, Stansby Swanson. He draws the big walk, which allows Matt Ole. He does. He leans into a ball pretty good, goes off Hoskins late, and then the baseball gods just fully kicked in. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, young, thick Austin Riley, who's going to get a lot of MVP votes uh, nubs one down the line, and dude, when Travis Darno is right, he he is one of the hottest hitters in baseball when he's hot. Analytics, analytics. That burn that you did earlier was also brought to you by DraftKings. Forgot mm. to let the people know that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet in any football game. That's code JOHNBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I opened the app yesterday because I wanted to put very light money on some fun, silly bets. Um, the next live stream we do that's non-Yankees that I'm around for, remind me, because I do, I do. it does enhance my experience a little bit. I am not one to put a ton of money on the line, so right. I don't have to worry about myself getting out of hand. If you do, you know, call the places that you need to call. They're on the description. But DraftKings sponsoring this, getting you ready for football, giving you free money to have some fun with. This game felt like a playoff game in the sense that you can pinpoint some things that were big. Those defensive plays, Reese not making the defensive play, and it's kind of the turning point. Like, when Dansby made that catch, were there runners on? I know when when Reese did, or when um, Young Thick, when Austin Riley made his, there was one out and one on, and now that's two outs. And he went a long way to grab that one up against the tarp, which is... There was nobody on um, for was two outs. Two outs. But Harper for- was on deck. Well, shit. Which is just as impactful. Which is just yeah. as impactful yeah, because exactly. Harper's been needing people to get on in front of him. Harper's stats in this series are nuts. Or in the playoffs in general, I can even say, because in this series, he's got a 571 batting average and a 625 on base in the two games. So, jeez, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, in his four playoff games now combined, he's got a 429 with a 500 on base. So Reese and Schwarby got to get on base in front of Harper. So when he's getting these hits, they fall so he can get a little more pitches to hit if there's a runner on first. And they asked Topper about that. He said he's not going to change the lineup. He's going to keep those two guys. He likes 
the stability of it. He believes that they're coming around. He thinks Reeser got into some and has better swings lately. I mean, what do you do? I mean, if you're him, you've been running that line about there all year long. Do you put Segura at the top and move Schwarber down or something like that? I mean, these are the guys that you have. Like, if they're not going to go, you're not going to win. In, you're not going to win in this postseason. So it's like you need those guys just to get going. Do you just continue to give them the bats to get out of the funk? That kind of sounds like what he's going to do. He said research swing has looked better because he's putting the ball in the air. And you think Schwarb's professional enough to make the adjustment? I, I I don't know, man. I kind of agree. I think you just, I think you got to stick with what got you there and, and let these professional hitters, these are veterans, let them kind of figure some stuff out. But on the same token, you're right, James. You got to have guys on in front of Harper, the guy that's doing damage. And maybe that's the move. Maybe Segura moves up to the top and you put Schwarber down, um, take a little bit of pressure off him. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough call. We had a, we had a good little debate with Chris Rose because me and Joe's were sitting there like, hey, if you're the Phillies, you split in Atlanta. Like, uh, you know, I, I think if you told Philly fans that's how you would have come out of this, I, I think they would have shook your hand. I want to shake yeah. your hand. Um, how, how things happen sometimes, uh, it feels a little different. That Chris Rose was saying, like, Phillies, Phillies are probably a little disappointed. And I was like, I get it. You know, you, you had a chance. It was a close game. And by the way, that Dansby play, two outs in the sixth. The same time when Acuna gets hit by the pitch and their rally starts. So imagine if that a blooper drops, Kyle Wright has, you know, an amazing postseason game going on, and instead of blooper drops and Harper's up, that's the kind of stuff where series changes. Um, if you're the Phillies, I, I respect you leaving it for one more game. Like, we're going back to Philly. We haven't had a playoff game there. Let's let these dudes do their thing. But, you know, if you get the same results again, you know, I, I love Rob Thompson saying we're not going to change it. <laughs> uh, if they lose game three, I bet they change it. If well, those you got guys, Castellanos going off. Like, Castellanos you know. is going. And Bryce Harper hitting fourth. I I, I realize. Too far. Get him up in the first inning minimum. I realize, you know, cleanup and baseball's changed a lot. But, you know, Bryce Harper, yeah, he's, you got to move him up. Even if it's just a flip-flop with Real Mudo, like 3-4, that's fine. Well, Schwarber looks... I don't know. I haven't watched every Schwarber at bat, but they're not pitching to him scared. Like, if you look at how they're approaching Reese, it's all low in the zone, at his knees, being careful, right, was hitting his spots. Then you look at Schwarber, fastballs, like kind of in the zone, fastballs in the zone, fastballs in the zone. And that, he probably will run into one because that's what he does. But... They're not pitching, like, scared of him right now. And Jake's big old question when crafting a lineup is, what does the opposing team not want to see? Right now, they don't want to see Harper up in the first inning. And they, as long as they hit their spots, they can make it so Harper's not up in the first inning. So I think you've got to put him three, minimum. Yeah, we'll see what he does. I mean, sounds like he's not going to do sounds that, like he's but not, I agree yeah. with you. Like, maybe it's a thing like he wants to get them back in Philly and maybe get that jolt to get them going. Cause that's best case scenario for them is get those guys going. I, I agree. Maybe you move Harper up to get him up in the first inning. Maybe you just leave it. If these guys start to bang, if they don't Jake, I think you're right. I think he probably does make a call game four and switches things up just, just to try to create something. Cause when you're down two one to the Braves or if that happens, that's not a great situation. I think the the other thing for me that that needs to be mentioned a little more is the Braves' good bullpen. Uh, Minter, Iglesias, Jansen. We get the news before this game that Matzik's getting TJ. Um, so that was, you know, that was a bomb. Um, man, A.J. Minter. <laughs> Do you guys know he led baseball in relief appearances this year with 75? Jeez. Mm. Uh, too many. AJ Minter with a a good 1997 ever Eddie Eddie Gordado season, um, just throwing a little more cheese. Uh, Minter comes in, lights out. Rysel Iglesias, he's my favorite stuff in baseball. And on the Schwarber topic, he threw a fastball right down the middle to to get him out, and he knew Schwarbo couldn't hit it. And then Kenley, I know we've talked about him a lot recently because he's a big topic, and when it's not right, it you know it feels off, and it probably feels off. Because he's 6'7", he's built like a left tackle, 
His arms are everywhere. His legs are everywhere. The timing is off. It's an uncomfortable at bat to watch through the TV. Never mind stand in on. And you see it with Bryce Harper, who's as locked in as anyone in the playoffs, swinging at a 3-2 pitch that's at his eyeballs. But it's because it's like you just try to see the ball and hit the ball against Kenley, which, um, man, the way he's looked recently, um, those guys are a problem. He's so tough to pick the ball. You, you don't pick it up until late. So he hides it. You know, he's got the big arm up, like you said, uh, with the glove hand, and he pulls it down. And and some guys you can see early, they present the ball to you early, and you're able to pick it up, and you can kind of, you know, get the trajectory and the tunnel and all that. Kenley just makes it difficult to do that. That's why you're going to see some of those swings at the top of the zone. You're just not picking the ball up early enough. And when you pick it uh, up, BBD, it just yeah. darts to the left. It's a slider yeah, once every, you see it. And then every, and when once he sees you start opening up, if like if you're a, a lefty and he's burying it in on you, he's got one that can kind of run the other way. It, like he makes that thing dance. And then now we have a little bit of extra power. Beavers, you got that picture up? Mm. He mm. and his beard have this single white hair. Mm. I couldn't stop staring at that thing. <laughs> And I told myself, he's going to go look in the mirror and he's going to have a decision to make. He just pitched really well. And I got this, this single white hair. It looks like a Superman S. Do I pull it or do I leave it? And now I cannot wait to see him on the mound again to see if he pulled it. <laughs> Things might stay. change. Gotta stay. I have a singular white beard as well. White hair in my beard. Actually, I have a ton. I diet uh, now. Yeah, you have a lot. Yeah. Well, not when oh, I diet okay, properly. Trev. Really? Yeah, I've been dyeing my beard half this year. Oh, dye it properly. I said if you dye it properly, like D-I-E-T, you would go brown again. But that... It's never worked, so... I think if I had a proper death, my beard color would change? You eat eight healthy. Oh, dye it. Dye it. Oh, that would be wild. There's probably yeah. some... Gwen, uh, yeah, Gwen's Paltrow company probably gives you something to die. Goji he said no maybe, Gwenny today. Maybe that would work more as a preventative. I don't know if we talked enough about Kyle Wright. I mean, he was very impressive. I don't know if Braves fans listening are going to be like, hey, guys, sure. you didn't really mention Kyle Wright at all. This guy is, uh, and I kind of want to talk about the resurgence of the curveball. Mm. This postseason is full of pitchers that throw curveball as one of their top two pitches, which... MLB's not full of those guys in the last five years. It hasn't been, but I mean, you had Kershaw. His slider's actually his better pitch, but he throws the curve. Oof. You got McKenzie on Cleveland. You got um, Wright. He throws curveball's number one pitch. There's a couple others that I was bouncing around seeing, and I was like, damn. Clevenger's got a curveball. Cole ball. knuckle curve. Cole was Dar throwing all curves in his game. Darvish yeah. was throwing 60 mile per hour curve. Darvish balls. throws 12 different pitches. It's nuts. The best. Uh, Kyle Wright, Vandy man, obviously, your 1999 Cy Young winner, 21 wins this year. Um, yeah, and hey, especially after that long rain delay. I know, Trev, you, you get mad about how pitchers uh, get to act sometime, but, you know, three-hour rain delay before a playoff game, that's normally a formula uh, for a starting pitcher to say, like, oh, I got out of my routine. And it's so funny, the quotes after the game were like, yeah, he rode the bike for a little bit, and he kind of was just cool talking to teammates. It's like, whoa, that works? Guy. How could that work? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> good for him and Wheeler, who Wheeler, I think if we're being real, was kind of more dominant. Like, his pitch count was so low until that the the last inning where if Reeser fields that ball again – uh, but no, young Kyle Wright, who, you know, when you go through when you go through all of the Braves and the guys you like in their lineup, the guys you like in their pen, and the guys you like in their rotation, Kyle Wright's kind of one of the new kids on the block that you, you'd mention at the end. And he's any other team, you'd say like, yeah, this guy's been incredible this year. 21-5, and five, a 3-1-9 ERA. Um, and good for him, dropping it in a big game. Yeah, Adam, yeah, he pitched, man. He pitched. And, you know, this is a big reason why the Braves uh, were able to storm back and and be as good as they were this year you know you have this guy kind of I mean I don't want to say he came out of nowhere but he 
never had the type of success that he had this year. And he attributes it, attributes it to a lot of different things. He says, I love the defense behind me. I try to let them work. He's not a huge strikeout guy. He will rack up some case uh, depending on the game. Uh, but, dude, I mean, this is – I said it yesterday with uh, C. Rosie, man. You have to hit on these draft picks. This guy was the fifth overall pick, and the Braves you know, seemingly hit on this guy. 21 games won this year. I know that doesn't mean a lot to people, but I've been watching the Nolan Ryan documentary, and it means a lot to me now because I'm back to old-school baseball. And those oh, old small 383 fucking Move strikeouts. Over. Are you serious? Kyle, Kyle right before this season. 2018 to 2021, he was two and eight with a six five six ERA in 21 games. Had a big start in the postseason. I know they last year they lost that game, but I think he went five innings, one earned, and had an awful start in 2020 when he was like no one knew who he was. Kind of. Um, they made him throw pitches too, but he still battled. Yeah. Go doors. All right, on this game and this series, the next game is on Friday. Pending rain. I don't know the forecast down there, but I think the Yankees about to get delayed. So who are the pitching matchups, Jake? Do you have them? Uh, the next game we are heading to Philadelphia. The crowd should be pretty rowdy there. Holy smokes. I know we've been excited for San Diego and a couple of the others. Seattle, <laughs> Philly, it's been a while, and that's a rowdy. <laughs> that fan base gets rowdy. Anyways, Nola will be pitching for Philadelphia, and that was part of Chris Rose's did this did this loss hurt more? Because, man, if you had Nola with a chance to close it out at home in front of a raucous crowd, still a nice situation. And for the Braves, we think... We think they're not going Strider. We haven't gotten an update on that. We believe they're going with the salt man, Charlie Morton. Which, again, <laughs> a bad consolation prize for game three. If you're Philly, though, it's a three-game series now, and you have two home games. Yeah. So you got to spin it that way and, and make yourself feel good about what you did in Atlanta. All right. That's that series. Good stuff. I guess, at any Trev, anything for final words that you would look for in game game three that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, not really. We, co- we covered everything. Okay. I mean, this Atlanta's defense showing up and doing what they did, you know, snagging a few of those extra outs. I mean, Dansby's ball probably has to be caught. You know, it was a great play by him, kind of out there on no man's land going and getting it. And again, talking about leaving Harper on deck, not bringing him up with runners on uh, on base is excellent. Uh, Is that going to be the difference, man? We know Philly's D has been a problem for them all series long. Like they shored it up though, and they were winning ball games. They got to continue to do that. I think defense is going to be paramount. I know Nola is going to be Nola. Uh, but these games are going to be close, and you know you saw a defensive miscue like that can kind of open the floodgates up. And if you're Philly, you just got to lock that down. Something we didn't mention, and I don't think there's anything to really say about it. Syndergaard comes out of the pen, yeah, and, look good and look good. But it's just kind of like a lot of people might not have expected that, or, or a lot of casual yeah. fans that don't follow the NL or only follow playoff baseball be like, "What? Out of the pen?" Hair was full cinder guard. His first playoff game since the 2016 yeah. wild card. Baseball moves quick. Yeah. All, all the bullpens have looked good, I guess, except for Seattle's. Like, every bullpen has looked like kind of like lights out. Oh, that was their starting pitcher, too. What? Robert, Robert Ray. Ray. It was a starting pitcher. Well, Munoz gave up a homer, yeah. and Seawald walked, walked a <laughs> yeah. few guys. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching that recap if you're on YouTube. We're moving on to the next one. Jake, the night game, Dodgers mm. versus Padres. Dodgers have a 1-0 mm. lead in the series. Mm. We got a good, good pitching matchup. Can mm. you burn this game to remind people what happened for me, please? A couple of the old dog daddies in game two. Clayton, Sex, Pot, Kershaw, and the Dodgers try to end this series and go up 2-0 while San Diego says I need a you, you, you as Darvish takes the pill couple annual all JM candidates go solo dong in the first Manny Machado and Freddie Freeman fire me up it is 1-1 after 1 Max Muncie that junkie Muncie 2-1 after his solo homer. Just a little fat. Manny wow. Machado with the RBI double. It's 2-2. Two two. Cronenworth gets an extra strike, and he makes it count. It's 3-2. Padres. Trey Turner is turning on 
balls. Are you kidding me? Ties it up at threes. The star power is out in LA, but in the six, Jerickson Profar. Curacao, what's up? Four to three, and then Cronenworth puts the icing on the cake with his homer. Five to three, Padres. The goose is loose. Padres bullpen holds. Speaking of bullpens doing stuff, my goodness. Darvish survives. The San Diego Padres bullpen holds. Hater, four out save. And Padres take game two and split them in LA before they head back down the five to the 405 to San Diego. Those traffic directions, think, correct? I think you just stay on the five, I'm pretty sure. Oh, traffic that time of day. And it'll, it'll meet the five down in Anaheim, I believe. If you're, It depends what time of day, because then it's, you know, you know, LinkedIn. Shut up, you raver boy. Oh. You hear that? Oh, what did I say? Trav, a little bit of you surprised the Padres came back. No, not really, dude. I mean, this team is like, they just, I know the Dodgers overshadowed them in the regular season, but I kept saying it. This team is just full of dudes that don't care about that. And when the time is right, they're going to be ready. And that's kind of how this game felt. I like the scoring uh, to start the game off before the Padres took the advantage for good. It was score, answer, score, answer, score, answer. Like the shutdown innings weren't there. I love that. The offenses came to play. Uh, but we know they, I mean, they're capable of beating anybody. Again, this is a, this is a really, really good team, and these series are tough. Um, that ball Cronenworth hit off trying and seems like kind of a pivotal moment to me. Uh, one, that was probably Crony's best swing maybe in his career. Like the way mm. he leaned back on that, you just don't see it that often. He got the pitch exactly where he wanted it, and he almost went second deck. Uh, in right field in those bleachers, which doesn't happen very often. They're playing good, man. Good defense out there. The Dodgers uh, were on the other side of that last night with Turner having a few kind of misplays there. He let the ball play him on the one double play attempt, and then he had a play where he didn't see Trent Grisham uh, off the bag as far as he was at first base. Freddie was not holding him on. Trent Grissom <laughs> had a massive lead and a bigger secondary lead. And I think Turner got this ground ball and said he was going to go to second base no matter what. I don't think he saw how far Trent was off. And then, boom, he beats it, man. So a couple miscues like that, or they can cost you, dude, and they did. I, uh, I'm i on LinkedIn. Well, I have a – there's a – Give qu- your LinkedIn take of the day. <laughs> How to, all right, I had to set up. I'll just pause and wait till we get to the Roberts. Sorry, I told you. When we get to the Roberts pinch in the ninth, I have a good transition that's natural. Okay. Um, cut that. I did. Um, I did Wake and Jake yesterday, and I was like, what am I going to do? Because I'm talking about playoff baseball wherever I talk, whether it's talking Yanks, talking baseball, and I was like, what's my twist? And I, I was, I was kind of thinking of it. What's, what's the overreaction take from the early games? And I was like, I as much as I want to, I couldn't fully drink the Phillies Padres. Like I just believe in what it, what Atlanta's or in, in the Braves. I believe in what Atlanta's doing. Um, at Yankees guards. I, I think uh, my overreaction would be sweep this series because of Clevenger being there for right now and going game one. I still believe in Darvish Snell and Musgrove so much that now playing the result of it. I love how these Padres are set up. They have Snell and Musgrove at home in a rowdy San Diego crowd that versus the mighty Dodgers lineup. Don't get me wrong. It's a five-game playoff series. We, You know, a first-inning grand slam, and it could be over, and the, there go those Dodgers that won 111 games. These Padres are sitting as pretty as, I think, any team in, in the DS right now. And in this game, uh, Manny Machado, I, I know Rosie talked about it on Baseball Today with you, he is underrated. We end up throwing around words like that probably too much. He, he is one of the best players in the game. And, and when you get there, you know, his name could be on a top 10 list and you shouldn't flinch. And he came to play all year. And he's continuing to do it. As, as I gave Bob Melvin credit last series for keeping these Padres together, 
If Manny Machado didn't do what he did at third base all year, they wouldn't be together. And Jay Cronenworth, I loved what he said after after the uh, the game. He went over in the three game series against the Mets. And man, you know, cross country flight, and you get second life as a ball player. And now he's been a threat in these two playoff games. These Padres look good. I thought they were going to need another run late, bringing in Hader early with the meat of the Dodgers lineup coming up, and you got a goose on the field. You got all the recipe for playoff funny business, but when Josh Hader looks like that, it's a lot harder to have playoff funny business. And when they bring Hader in, Roberts makes the move that is pretty controversial right now if you look at any Dodgers fans what they're talking about Mm. because belly's up, Hader comes in, and they pinch hit for Bellinger, and Dodgers fans are like, yeah, send Taylor to the plate. Yeah. He's awesome and good, and he must be healthy because he's on the roster. Outfielder. And he's an outfielder, and it makes a lot of sense. They don't send him up. Instead, they send up Austin Barnes to hit for Cody Bellinger. And this is where the Dodgers have been kind of ripped by paralysis, by analysis or whatever. And if you listen to David Roberts' explanation for why they went Barnes instead of Taylor in that spot, his Dodgers fans are like, if Taylor's available, why the hell would you not hit, put him up? Why would you put Barnes up against Hayter? And we've heard a lot about this. They said that Barnes's swing path is better against Hayter's pitches. And that's how now mm. instead of like lefty-righty, it's like short swing, long swing. He said he's got a short swing, which is better against Hayter's fastball. And that's the analysis. That's why that decision was made. I've said this before. I love going on LinkedIn and looking at how big the analytical departments of these teams are. You just go to Dodgers LinkedIn page and search analyst. 68 employees for the Dodgers that have analyst in their title. The Padres, exactly half that. 34. It's usually around 30. It's way bigger. If you guys want to go check this out, you can do it for every team. The Yankees have way more than I would have thought, too. Go to LinkedIn and check that out. You can also do a lot of other stuff on LinkedIn. They're sponsoring the burn Jake did earlier. You can uh, apply for jobs. You can host jobs. It helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to quicker, faster, better. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash talking. That's linkedin.com slash talking to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. But yeah, go to LinkedIn and check it out. 68. And I think there's another player that just put his LinkedIn out there. Correa just officially announced. he. Uh, yeah, let's do that crazy. at the end of this yeah. and post it as a little separate segment. Um, but yeah, dude, that's too many analysts. I wonder if they have a swing path analyst. Like it gets, it gets really nitty gritty. Like we know the Yankees have like very specific things. But they almost hired Trev. That's a, that's the decision. That's a little. How is Taylor not up there? I don't I don't mind it, dude. If you have a guy that can hit pitches at the top of the zone and that's where Hader's going, I mean he put a jolt into that ball. That was a good swing. I mean, he just missed that pitch. If you have an idea that this guy I mean, that's what you're trying to do. That's why you have an analytics department. Let's find the best lane for dudes. Let's get them in a position that they can succeed. If they thought this was the best chance for them to succeed, you gotta roll with it. It's not like Barnes is some slouch. I know Taylor has a better overall hitter, but sometimes that is that is the case. Would it have been different if he sent Taylor up there? I don't know. Maybe he is nursing something. Maybe he isn't feeling 100%, and he's on there for emergency situations. Kind of seemed like that would have been one of them, but I, I don't mind it, man. You can't you can't run your team one way the entire year and then just decide to up and change it during the playoffs. I don't know. That's what Robbie Ray happened with Robbie Ray, man, and the Mariners. That's the flip side of it, yeah. Good for Hater though, on that front. I mean, one of the worst months post-trade deadline in August, and they stuck with him, and they said, nope, we believe in this guy. And people are saying, oh, that's why the Brewers traded him. And then in his last 10 outings in the regular season, he get, has a zero ERA. And then his first two postseason outings here, he comes to task for the Padres. So good for Josh Hader, because that was probably a really rough stretch there in August. His his post game interview was pretty funny. He's with Poppy Rod and Frank Thomas, and it's you know he's getting some questions that you don't normally see from the media from those guys. Who would you rather strike out out of us? He's like ah, playing baseball games. Um, the controversial and well, not controversial, but uh, for you know pivot point of this game, sixth inning, Darvish comes back out. He, he didn't look particularly great. Um, you know he's going through this Dodgers lineup, so and you know five innings. 
uh, three earned runs. It's, it's never kind of a bad day against these guys, but playoff baseball. He comes back out. His pitch counts in the 90s. Will Smith, infield single. Um, and then uh, Muncie gets a hold of one uh, that you're like, damn, you know, we, we sent him back out there, and now we've got two runners on. We've got to bring in, a, bring in one of our bullpen guys to get out of this, and boy, does Suarez do it um, easy. Talk about an easy hunch out of that dude. Uh, strikes out Justin Turner and then gets the Lux double play ball, and that goes from two runners on, no outs, to no runs, and San Diego kind of controlled it the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, the, the Gratterall inning was also a pretty big pivotal point. First and third, they lay down the bunt, and Gratterall comes up and makes the play. That play doesn't get made. Trev, you think that play gets made over 50% of the time? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, that's a really, no. really perfect play by Gratterall. Most of the time, the, the third baseman's calling him off and saying, get the fuck out of the way, and just trying to get an out there. I think Gratterall just went for it the entire time, and Muncie saw that he wasn't going to stop, so he kind of stopped. But, yeah, I mean, that was a bare hand, you know, on the run against your body, against, you know, the way you're going, throw to home, and he just dotted that throw, too. It was was a perfect throw. And it was within plenty of time. I mean, that is – it was huge for them. And then I I told C-Rose this last night, too. I had this this tweet that I was about to send out. I decided against it. I was going to call Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellarina. That play was awesome. And nobody likes that joke at all. So I'm glad I didn't send it out. Yeah. That's but it was. He pirouetted twice oh, and caught it. It was awesome. I like that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, the Gratterall play was it was incredible. And then, you know, Suarez pitching out of the trouble. He does, he does that again in the next inning as well. Um, I think it was second and third, gets a ground ball out, walks Freeman, and then gets – uh, who do you get to line out? Will Smith lines out to Grisham. I mean, he's kind of there's runners on for this Padres uh, bullpen, but they were able to be elusive and get out of these jams. It's, they've been impressive this series. You think Ranger and and Robert Suarez going to share a mound at one point? Both crazy stories. Yeah, Suarez's story is crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really wild. Oh, Chris Taylor is healthy and will start. Game three, hmm. they announced. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> it's funny. I still believe in the biomechanics. I, I, there is, There are some people <laughs> that can handle that pitch. I could not handle the high pitch. I couldn't, man. I had to make massive adjustments with my posture and everything to get to it, and then it would throw me off with other pitches. So, I mean, that's why many big leaders started to throw the high pitch. It's very hard to hit. Not many guys are geared up to to hit that part of the zone, but there are certain guys that can do it. And a lot of times, it's the smaller guys, believe it or not. Ooh. Dustin Pedroia, Brian Dozier, Jose Altuve. They well, higher the on them pitch. isn't that high. Is that why? I don't know what it is. They're always reaching for stuff. I think we're just... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, no, it is, it is a pretty funny mental exercise because when I do think Chris Taylor, I think of one of the bigger, like, uppercut kind of swing revolutions... Hater's fastball looked like his dominant pitch, um, and he p- puts it high in the zone. And like you're saying, Barnes puts a good swing on it. Yeah. And think of the task you're asking either way. You're asking for someone to come off the bench and try to hit Josh Hader, uh, which is uh, it's thankless either way. But it is funny that, you know, the obvious decision would seem to be Chris Taylor. Uh, and what, if Austin Barnes gets on top of that ball a little bit more and it drops, we're, we'd call him a genius, right? Uh, but instead, we, we get to question it. What has Soto done? Mm. I mean, I love watching his at-bats, and I got excited when I watched his at-bats against the Mets, and I was like, damn, I don't want Soto out of there. Like, I, I wasn't pulling for the Mets or the Padres. It would have been fun for the city of New York because we're in the city of New York to have like double energy. So I was excited for that. But I like the Padres and Padres versus Dodgers. Awesome series. When Soto was up and I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to. I love watching Soto at bats. What's he done so far? I can't. He had the single before the Machado double that scored a run. But other than that, um, no. Oh, he had, he had, game one, that's it. He played he had, in the Mets series. He, he had um, four hits in the three games. So I, I think he I think he gave a couple of ride. Um, he still hasn't kind of had that Soto moment that you 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 know just knowing that guy you feel like is coming. 
Um, that yeah, I, I don't know. He still feels like a threat. It doesn't feel like, and obviously, no offense to Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber, you know, has has to get in the lab, and he looks a little lost right now. Soto still seems dialed in. He's he's just looking for that, looking for his one, and maybe he gets it, maybe he won't. Um, and I I do think it deserves to be mentioned. Uh, the Dodgers they moved Hassan Kim to the leadoff spot. Um, after they or had the Padres. Uh, the Padres, excuse me. Uh, after having uh, Profar there last game. I wonder if uh, a Cronenworth or, you know, now that he's going, if he can sneak back up there. Because like what we said uh, with the with the Phils, you know, Soto hasn't fully clicked yet. Their, their leadoff hitter, they've been mixing it up. I, I wonder if they have the ability to kind of flex in a guy, a guy who's going. Interesting to see. It's a big thing. Some teams will do it right. and some teams won't. And... And I think sometimes that's what they did during the year. So I feel like teams have done it, have been successful, but I have no recollection. Maybe I'm just thinking about the Joe Torre Yankee years, and he always made changes in the middle of playoff game, playoff series, um, after doing the whole season of sticking with his guys. So that's kind of where my brain is kind of molded to like, nope, it's fine. It's the playoffs. You've got to change well, things. Chili Davis is getting the start. Rob Thompson was his pupil, so maybe we'll see some changes. That was Girardi's people. Girardi's people. I, my timeline is messed up. My bad, people. I'm watching yeah. too much House of Dragons. Hey, uh, can uh, we um, talk about that dragon on the field? That dragon on the field. Can we talk about Cronenworth's home run just a little bit more? Sure. I mean, that thing. I know I kind of already went over this, but I'm, I'm watching the replay again. What a feeling. And it was funny because he hits it. And he kind of like takes a step back, and everyone's like, "Oh, is that going to be fair or foul?" His teammates are wondering the same thing. And the whole time, he's he's got the best view in the house. He knows it's gone. He's looking to celebrate with his teammates. They're not even looking at him. They're looking at the ball, like, "Please be fair. Please be fair." And boom, man! Like I said, I don't know if he's ever hit a ball. I was like, only it was 106 off the bat, I believe. So he's got a little more juice in the exit velo, but the trajectory. It was a beautiful swing. His follow through, everything. And you know what? Trying to look pretty good, too. But mistake there. And that was a massive run, dude. One run means nothing. A two-run lead is twice as good as a one-run lead. Mm. It's kind of violent. I mean, he he went down and got it. His lefties, man. His, like, his lefties. DJ Przinsky made a good point during the game, too. And... I haven't seen it. Maybe he missed it, and we both missed it. But there hasn't been many Juan Soto shuffles. Mm. A couple. Going on. So when he, Bassett, in game three, Bassett threw him two balls, and he literally looked at Bassett and said, come on, dude, come on. Yeah. Throw me a strike. Then the next pitch, Bassett threw him a strike, and he swung big and fouled it back. And Soto looked at him and said, all right. Like, thank you. Like, let's go. And it was awesome. Maybe he's got to get it going. He's got to start doing that here. It was awesome. Baseball. What do you got for game three here? I, uh, for me, I, uh, you know, I said Snell Musgrove lined up. Let's see what Snell we get. Uh, you know, does he feed off that San Diego crowd? Does, do we get wild Snell? That's, are we going to get four walks through four innings? Cause he's, he's doing everything to pitch around contact. Let's see what Snell we get. This Dodgers lineup, by the way, it, you know, I said San Diego's set up well against easily the best team in the regular season and the best lineup. You know, Trey Turner is hitting. Uh, Freddie Freeman is hitting, and he almost took Hader up top late. Uh, ball goes off the wall. Like, Muncy's hitting. Turner's hitting. Lux is hitting. I guess, are they going to do, they said Chris Taylor's going to start. Is that for Bellinger? Because lefty versus lefty? Yes. Because Belly's out. Because I know Trace Thompson, who, who's who been filling in, he's been... Uh, this series uh, hasn't gone his way so far, but he's the righty. You'd, you'd assume they're not going to go to Gallo. Um, Gallo made the roster? Yeah. Defensive replacement. Oh, he was out there last night. Defensive replacement last night. Um, and, yeah, let's see what Tony G's got. I mean, our, our guy that was battling for the Cy Young, we've been talking to him all year since Trevor's, you know, high school intra-squad practice where he was popping the mitt. Um, you know, Let's see what playoff baseball brings us because I'd, I'd love to see Tony G give us a, a performance we talk about, kind of like we saw. 
Who was, uh, oh, our guy Tyler Glass now. New episode of Chris Rose Rotation came out. You know, he gave us a special postseason performance. Uh, will, will Gonsolin give us this? Because he's also going to be on a quick hook. Because, you know, it's he's been coming back. And the Dodgers kind of have the quickest hook in baseball anyway. So, um, I, I just want to see the San Diego crowd and, you know, Trevor Plouffe's Instagram. Instagram Live guy Blake Snell twirling it in another big, big game. I'm curious to see how it's going to look because we have seen regular season games. There's a lot of Dodger fans that will travel down there. Someone tweeted at us saying they're trying to block ticket sales to make sure there was San Diego fans at the ballpark. I think it's going to be electric. No, I think Padres fans are going to show up for it. It's been a long time. I think Snell's going to thrive in that environment. Uh, it is the Dodgers. You know, Gonsolin has looked really good against the Padres this year. Snell's had three starts, two of them good, one of them not so good against the Dodgers. Uh, but he's been pitching great as of late. Uh, I think we're going to see two quick hooks in the battle of the bullpen. You know, Snell is going to go four, five. Gonsolin's going to go three, four innings, and then it's going to be up to the bullpen to go. Are they going to piggyback Anderson? Is he going to be game four? A lot of things we got to see. I don't know. All right, you're going to see bullpen because Snell's not going to go deep. Maybe he does, but I would bet pretty decent money he doesn't because it's kind of that. And Gonsolin hasn't thrown in so long, so we'll see. We haven't seen Dustin May yet. We haven't seen the Heen Dog. Um, that could be interesting. We're going to get Dustin May in some sort of piggyback role to, uh, you know, a couple innings right after Gonsolin. A little shout-out. Uh, former Yankee Tommy Canely comes in for the last inning. One of the best change-ups in baseball strikes out the side. Uh, let's see if that if that can matter more for the Dodgers later in this series. I love that. Did you see him, man? That changeup is so fun. It is good. Nasty. I I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about the game. Mookie Betts attempts to steal second base. Austin Nola Nola just guns him down, or so it seems. Uh, It looked like he was out by a mile, and then he went back. The Dodgers ended up challenging this play. I think he was safe, dude. Like the... The throw got there, but I don't think Cronensworth glove touched him until Mookie's oven mitt got to second base. And but the problem is the call on the field was that he was out. And then the call stands. And like it's they didn't have a guess I guess a definitive enough angle. But dude, if you looked at it, he was safe. And that's the that's that changes the game, dude. Little things like that. We had to play with the net, too. In, uh... Oh, my gosh. That was weird. Net play. That was a bad call by the umpire. That's him trying to insert himself into the game. He wasn't even looking. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm watching Canely again against Soto. Mm. Soto's, like, just confused. Gets out of the way because it looks like a fastball's going to hit you. It just drops over the middle of the plate. What? He went Soto, Manny, Drury. Profar has a cricket swing. Um, the other, oh, yeah. uh, some people are talking umps. It's it's whatever. Uh, but Darvish had a funny one where he dropped one of those slow curves and he gave him the is that in, <laughs> is that out? And then he, he threw some the nasty same. ones. And is that the is that the pitch Muncie pumped? That was <laughs> yeah, that he threw curve? it same at bat to Muncie and he pumped him, which that's uh, that's baseball. Oh, I have so much stuff from this game. It was such oh. a fun game, by the way. I mean, I keep you keep bringing up stuff. Muncie being a black diamond chain guy is just not something I had happening. You think someone I've known Max him? for quite some time now? 2017 Max Muncie not wearing a black diamond <laughs> chain. That Hollywood lifestyle, little co paychecks there. Changes you. Okay, I see you, Max. City Jake, LA Max. All right. Thanks for watching the recap. We do have a little bit of news if you're on the podcast app. Um, Correa officially opted out or reported that he's going to opt out. No surprise here at all. Uh, do you think the Twins look at this any differently, Trev? You say no one-year deals. They gave him $30 million for a one-year deal. And they didn't make the playoffs. No harm done or could have allotted that money to pitchers or what? I think they do the deal again. 
one year deal. He performed well for them, you know, helped with some culture stuff. Hmm. I think it was good. Probably try to lock him in for two. I, I mean, I think I think they might go after some shortstops uh, this offseason. I don't know if they're going to get Correa to sign back with them or Trey Turner to come there because I think the Dodgers are going to be all over Trey Turner, even though he had some t- defensive miscues last night. He's just too good of a player to let walk. I mean, Xander Bogarts, uh, there's this, fr- this free agent shortstop pool is kind of back. Um, hmm. I, there's one other guy that we're missing. Who, uh, we're talking about. Well, Dansby, Dansby, but they're going to lock him up. Locking up everyone. We'll see. He's not locked up, and he's the only guy that's not locked up. And you know, I, every time the Braves call, go get Trey Turner, every time the Braves call someone up, or yeah, do they want to try to do a semi upgrade with someone like Trey Turner? I don't know if it is. Let's see what the Braves have in store. Correa, I I can't see him doing the one year thing again. I mean, uh, I don't know. He did that, and where there's the whole agent side tied to it that he switched agents. So if he gets a new contract, they'll the agents in on it more. Um, I don't know if you're Minnesota. I don't. I'm. I'm not ruling them out for Correa at all. But with this shortstop class, and we were kind of going through the teams again. The teams don't jump off the map. Like you're not looking at the Yankees and like, well, in a way you are, I guess. But um, I don't know. I'm interested to see with this shortstop class back. And if you're the if you're the Twins, and let's say it does come down to Correa, and you could do you know another 35 mil a year because he ended up having a nice season. I don't know if if you could get. Dan's Bay for five years at 32 and take a chance at like having a guy. I, I don't know. That would be a really, a really interesting internal talk, but you know, gotta go shopping at Dior a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That was a tough quote for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to each his own. All right. It's a tough necklace for me, but you, you're doing good. If you're listening to this today, we have Astros Mariners definitely playing, and it looks like the Yankees are going to get postponed and pushed to Friday. So we'll be back tomorrow to recap either one or two games, probably just one. Appreciate you. See you later. Goodbye. Be the baseball. Bye.